Colleagues, welcome back to the office and welcome to the second installment of our uh, series today, which is focusing on personal automation for effectiveness. Essentially, we're looking at different products, services, techniques, tools, and more that can help us be more efficient, effective inside of our life. And often, uh, this involves automation, uh, moving things or changing things or modifying things, doing things essentially uh, to directly benefit us. Uh, and that will happen occurring automatically without us really having to do anything for the foreseeable future. You know, these tools, as we talked about, uh, and techniques that we talked about in our first section here, uh, integration can occur on its own, automation can occur on its own, but the real power comes from the fact that it can work together. Now, in the first section, what we discussed was really kind of understanding why integration and automation are helpful and effective. Okay, and in the second section today, what we're going to go ahead and discuss is some additional tools and capabilities that we can use uh, inside of tools that we're already using, uh, such as Excel, Word, Outlook, Teams, and others, as well as some additional products and services that I think offer some great compelling ways to promote uh, automation um, that are worth considering, uh, including things like Calendly or Lysio for portals or the Elgato Stream Deck, uh, which is one of my personal favorite tools, as well as services such as Amazon Alexa, uh, Google Home, Nest devices, and more. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it here and start off with understanding automation inside of applications we're already using. Now, the reality is, is that we all are using lots of different products, solutions, tools, and services. And there is integration and automation built into many of these products and services that we're already using. Here are some things that you should just kind of think about. Uh, things that can help automate routine tasks to make complicated actions easier that are already present. Lots of tools that you use, for example, support templates. Uh, you memorize commonly used or customized reporting formats in, for example, Excel, QuickBooks, and others, and you can create a template. And that template will be your starting point for many of your projects going forward. Instead of having to start completely from scratch, you can use that template that will already maybe have a lot of your formatting, your font, uh, your style options preset for you. But many applications, including every Office application, supports templates. You could use that. You can do macros. Macros can be performed in any Office applications. They can be performed in Windows and more, uh, where you record your actions, your keystrokes, and that macro will play them back as if you were doing them yourself. Excel's had macros for decades, uh, although I will say the functionality of which is out of the reach of most users. You could do rules. You could do filters uh, to categorize and do stuff on your behalf. Uh, for example, both Outlook and Gmail use rules and filters to automatically categorize and, and move emails based off of their conditions. So what the subject, the sender, the um, whatever, you know, you can see that those are uh, it will see that those are set there and will do the appropriate actions uh, for you. So pretty cool. Uh, tons of things inside of communication, services and teams, uh, Slack and others. You could set up actions to automatically communicate, to notify, to do whatever um, through those particular tools. Uh, and it's really helpful for kind of managing that ongoing communication requirement. 
And there are lots of integrations with third parties. It's pretty common, for example, to use external tools to provide additional features and functions, tools like Power Query and others. Uh, like in in Excel, um, can be really helpful for management of the existing data inside of the application that you're using. And you could find automation in pretty much everything. I mean, this is something that I feel that I do 100% of the time, so I feel that other people should be doing it as well. I don't feel like it's something that's really kind of that uncommon. Okay, so for example, you could use uh, filters and rules inside of your preferred email client, automatically categorize your move your email around. Okay, you could save your common searches inside of Explorer, inside of Outlook to recall those exact results later on for you. Okay, you could record your actions using macros uh, inside of your favorite documents and spreadsheets inside of Excel, Word easily. You can create templates of your commonly used. actions and documents and styles and more with the template files inside of every, you know, productivity platform, including Office, Google Workspaces and others. Uh, Now, on the more powerful side of this, you can use scripts uh, to do stuff inside of your computers. Uh, Bash, which is a Linux and and Linux language and uh, shell, shell script language, as well as PowerShell, which is a Windows version. You can do all sorts of stuff inside of your Windows or Linux or Mac operating system and more. Uh, I use this, for example, bash scripts to automate all of my backup. And I know they occur because it tells me and I can verify that the backup occurred and it happens automatically without Steve himself having to do it. Okay, you could use Windows Task Scheduler, iOS Background Tasks, or and Linux Cron Jobs to trigger and manage tasks based on a schedule. Um, I use Windows Task Scheduler all the time to do backups, to move files. I've got a you know, so I've got a task that's set up once a week to delete things in my downloads folder because if I don't delete them, it'll just end up getting bigger and bigger and bigger and I'll never delete it. So I've just got this routine that deletes that folder every week to clear it out and make sure my computer doesn't get junked up. Uh, even something as simple as the quick access toolbar inside of Office, inside of Excel, PowerPoint, Word, you've got the quick access toolbar. You can pin your favorite actions, especially stuff that's not present in the normal ribbon directly up to the QAT quick access toolbar, and then you can access them more easily. Uh, including the sharing functionality. If you start using this, which is present in all of the Office applications, it takes care of a lot of stuff for you. Sending a notification that so-and-so shared this file and not having to email it, um, being able to access it one click. The sharing functionality of Office and other applications can be really compelling and can take something that would normally require several clicks and of your own actions to do, guess what? You can just handle those directly inside of your respective Office application. And other tools like QuickBooks, for example, uh, many web applications will have a share button and you should take advantage of that because it's going to essentially do all the work for you. Now, let's explore some of the specific Microsoft applications and uh, then we'll look at some other uh, products and services outside of the Microsoft ecosystem. Now, a application that is near and dear to many people's heart, mine included, is going to be Microsoft Excel. Uh, Excel is leverage. You can leverage Excel in so many different ways, and it's not just useful for financial professionals, but any type of business is going to be using Excel a lot. 
Okay, so what are some things that you can do inside of Excel that are worth noting? Well, guess what? Macros, as we already mentioned, user-defined functions, UDFs, can automate a lot of complicated tasks that you repeatedly do. Um, now, again, what I will point out with respect to both macros and user-defined functions, it is definitely a more advanced capability. It is not something that can easily be done, but I will also point out, in my opinion, it's not overly complicated either. Uh, it's something that I think with just a little bit of time and expertise, I think you can do pretty easily on your own. Um, and you should definitely check out some of our other uh, classes that we've done on macros and user-defined functions because if you're a Power Excel user, you can really benefit from this knowledge. Now, my favorite feature in the last decade plus uh, that's been added to Excel is Power Query. Power Query is what we refer to as an ETL component, Extract, Transform, and Load. And I wish we had more time in this course because it's something I always enjoy talking about. Power Query is uh, something that that is endless with what you can do. And it can automate so much uh, and integrate your data so well inside of Excel. It can talk to literally any data source and it can and automate and um, the process of extracting data from that source, uh, cleaning up that data, making it available for, for uh, use, and then ultimately loading that data inside of Excel. Okay, it's incredible with what you can use with this platform before. And uh, from an integration perspective, I mean, it's the holy grail for Excel anyway. Okay, and it also works for Power BI, I'll point out. It's not just an Excel tool, it's also a Power BI tool as well. There are lots of third-party tools and add-ins inside of Excel. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is going to be the uh, Intuit Statement Writer uh, for QuickBooks, where you can automate the reporting and you know, um, you know, dissemination of information side of the accounting process. Really cool, especially if you wanted to create more complex accounting statements that are not present in the actual uh, application itself. Again, you've also got the quick access toolbar. You can pin your most favorite shortcuts directly up there. Uh, there are uh, tools such as Flash Fill, which can automatically fill your data when it recognizes a pattern. Pretty nifty overall. Uh, there's also the analyze data, the recommended pivot tables that can help you better understand your data, uh, which are great from an automation and um, perspective because it does that work for you. So lots of opportunities inside of Excel. It's a great example of an application that lends itself well to integration and automation. So another very commonly used um, desktop productivity application is going to be Word. You know, So Word is the tool that I lean to most with respect to writing, dot, whether it be letters, whether it be a financial statement, whether it be a proposal, agreement, and more. Uh, I'm pretty much inside of the Office tools, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook all day, every day. Uh, so, you know, understanding how these tools can be helpful for making my workflow easier, faster, more consistent, I, I'm hugely invested in. Now, inside of Word, one of the most commonly uh, overlooked features is going to be styles. And styles, when leveraged correctly, I mean, it's one of those things that will just save you a ton of time. Uh, and the reason being is, is that with styles, you can easily, quickly, and consistently apply visual appearance to your documents and presentations in one click. Uh, in the home ribbon, there'll be a section right in the middle that says styles, and you'll see it'll say like title, it'll say uh, heading one, heading two. Instead of you having to, you know, 
select the text and change the font, make it bold, make it bigger, make it small, whatever you need to do. You set the style as your default, you know, as your preset uh, choice, and then you highlight the text you want, and then you click the style option. And it'll apply sometimes multiple aspects of formatting to that selection in real time. And it does other stuff too. Like, for example, when you use styles, it will automatically be pulled forth into a PDF when you create chapters and bookmarks inside of your documents. Those will be present automatically creating hyperlinks inside of your document as well. They're also very useful if you happen to be using the table of contents. But styles is a feature that, in my opinion, is just a, a no-brainer that could really help promote uh, your personal workflow and effectiveness inside of that application. Of course, you've got your quick access toolbar. You can pin your most favorite shortcuts. Um, you can use the reuse content and the templating functions inside of Word to leverage and multi-purpose written content. So if you've got the same like intro, the same disclosures, the same whatever, well, you can use, reuse those components over and over again. Now, other tools have been there forever. Mail merge, table of contents, as I mentioned already, automatically performs complicated actions that would take forever. You know, mail merge is a great example or the letter and label functionality. If you need to ever create like name badges or maybe you want to print all the labels for your Christmas cards. Well, guess what? That mail merge is going to be so much simpler. There's also lots of third-party tools available from the Microsoft Store to extend Word's capabilities. Uh, if you go inside of Excel, PowerPoint, Word, you'll see there's a Store button now, just like your iOS or your Google Play Store for your mobile apps. Word, Excel, PowerPoint is no different. Uh, you can go in there and you can find lots of different pro third-party products and services to extend those capabilities. One of my favorites is going to be the Adobe Acrobat DC plugin, uh, which I use all the time. As an avid Acrobat user, I use and I use it all the time to create complicated PDF documents, contracts, agreements. I can write them all inside of Word and inside of the Acrobat plugin, I can instantly send this to out for signature and review. And I just think that's a really cool capability. Now for our communication, well, guess what? Most of us are going to be using Microsoft Outlook. Uh, and staying on top of our inbox is not an easy task for myself, for yours truly, and probably for many of you as well. Uh, so there are going to be some things that we're going to want to do here that I think are going to help improve our effectiveness. Uh, so a couple things. You can use quick steps uh, where you can apply multiple actions at the same time to your email messages. Uh, this really can help improve your uh, productivity on your inbox. So for example, if you move messages to a specific folder, you can use a quick step to manage that message in one click and it'll move it to that folder and do whatever you would normally need to do for it. Uh, or if you forward your messages to your manager or peers, you can use a quick step and in one click perform those actions. And it can be multiple actions as well. Uh, you can also use rules inside of your inbox. So when a, a an email is received, it can see that that email is received and then apply certain rules and actions to that, like moving it to a particular folder, marking it as spam, deleting it, and more. Uh, it's a really you know great way of kind of managing incoming mail. And the same thing would apply, by the way, if you're using Gmail with their filters functionality. Uh, again, you can use the quick access toolbar, pin your favorite and most used shortcuts inside of uh inside of uh, Outlook. You can also use a number of third-party tools from the Microsoft Store. One of my personal favorite third-party tools for Outlook is going to be uh, Grammarly, which is a 
AI-powered spelling and grammar checker uh, that has proved to be an indispensable component of my workflow for years at this point. Uh, and it will do a far better job of grammar and error checking for your emails than the built-in capabilities. And again, it's a third-party tool. All right, let's go ahead and have a review question. What functionalities are built into many existing products to help speed up workflow? So what can you do in existing products? Can you use templates? Very common. Can you use macros? You betcha. Can you use rules and filters? All three of these are going to be common things that you could do inside of really most tools. But the Microsoft suite of products, uh, no brainer, it's present in all of those. Now, Let's uh, go ahead and talk about the latest entrance to the Office productivity uh, platform, which is going to be Microsoft Teams. And again, like uh, Power Query to a Excel, I, I unfortunately don't have enough time to be able to fully explore this product with you. But I do want to, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it because uh, in a lot of ways, Teams has become an indispensable part of my workflow. And I like to think of it as the grand central station of communication uh, inside of my organization. Uh, Teams, if you're not familiar with it, it brings together instant messaging, chat, it brings together voice communication, uh, video conferencing, meeting, file collaboration. It's got a ton of features and functions, uh, and a lot of which are built around automation and integration to the various aspects of 365. And uh, it gives you the ability to instant message a colleague, to instantly screen share, to meet, to talk. Uh, and I mean, it, it just is a really compelling application. And if you use it, you have access to all major aspects of the 365 ecosystem inside of one tool. You can real time collaborate on a Word file or Excel file or a PowerPoint presentation with a friend uh, in the business. You can upload and share files with each other directly through OneDrive, SharePoint, uh, but it's pulled directly into Teams. And it also has integration with a number of third party systems, including Adobe Acrobat and others to really I, I mean, again, it's the grand central station of, of um, productivity uh, and communication. It's definitely worth your time and attention to look. But here's a couple of things that you can specifically do inside of Teams that I think are worth noting. Uh, inside of Teams, you've got the ability to use what are called connectors. And connectors allow Teams to connect to external application. And using this, you can connect to tons, like millions of different web services, websites, and platforms, and more, uh, and then allow those services to deliver messages inside of Teams. And so you can receive updates from popular web services. Um, for example, one of the ones that I use is this website called Uptime Robot, which is a service that we use inside of our businesses to check to ensure that client websites and servers are online and responding. Uh, well, if there's an outage, it will send through the connector functionality of Teams a notification to us letting us know that XYZ client system is offline. Uh, so it allows us to be able to kind of, again, I'll integrate these different products into Teams from a notifications perspective. And there are lots of different services and products you can use this for. And you can pull status updates into Teams from lots of products, even stuff outside of 365. Another really cool automation and integration tool is going to be the approvals functionality inside of Teams. Okay, now with the approvals app, you can bring 
uh, a document in or you could uh, bring in a process. It could be an Excel file. It could be whatever. And let's just say, for example, you need to get other people to review and then ultimately approve the work that you're doing. Okay. Well, the approvals process gives you a trackable, auditable, compliance-driven, with high accountability way of being able to seek approval for the different work. So if it's an Excel file for like a financial statement or a presentation that's going to be ultimately used for review, you can use this approval process to create structured and unstructured approvals inside of teams. And it kind of creates this ability for you to seek an approval from a manager and they can see the work that you've done and then approve it. And you have a document, documented paper trail or digital paper trail for that matter, for how uh, that approval process came in play. And it works directly inside of teams. And you could trigger it inside of a team. You can trigger it inside of a, ta- of a chat. And you can approve, uh, trigger approvals from over 350 line of business applications. And uh, it's a way of kind of, again, creating a, a culture of accountability and responsibility inside of uh of uh, teams. So really kind of cool with respect to what it can do and how it can function. Okay, let's leave the Microsoft ecosystem here. uh, And let's talk about some of the other major products and services that you might want to consider. And I'm just going to hit as many of these as I can that I think are interesting and helpful for you to know. Uh, For those of you who are using the full version of Adobe Acrobat, This is an incredible tool that can really help you create, edit, and organize your PDF documents. Lots of automation tools directly inside of Acrobat that you should know about. First of which is going to be the integration with the Microsoft Office ecosystem. You can one-click create PDFs from Excel, PowerPoint, and Word. My personal favorite is going to be eSignature with Adobe Sign. I mean, it's incredible. Um, You can just create a document, set it out for signature. Somebody receives it, reviews it, signs off on it. We'll talk more about that here in a moment. Uh, They've got their sharing and send for comments. So big document, you can send it out. People can review that document, provide comments, and it'll keep all those comments together. Um, And then you can view them all in one place. And you can even create multi-action. So if there's several steps that you're doing, uh, like sending something to the board of directors or sending out to the client for approval and and sign-off, you can create those workflows inside of the tool and it'll do those for you. Now, inside of the Office ecosystem with Adobe Acrobat, lots of things you can do here. And Acrobat works beautifully with every aspect of Office. Um, all of them. Okay. So one click, you can create a PDF. You can even password protect that PDF. You can even choose the quality. Um, pro tip, if you're going to be emailing something, you always want to set the quality to smallest. So it's the smallest possible file to send to people. You can create and share PDF right out of Word, Excel, or PowerPoint. You can mail merge a PDF. So if you want to create those uh, mailing letters, labels, and then email them to someone to print for you, that's how you do it. You can run the workflow of creating and sending a document for review and comment. And you can even do that custom action. Now, one of my favorite things to do inside of Acrobat is going to be the Adobe Sign Capabilities. Uh, An e-signature is something that can be super helpful for your business. Uh, Often businesses are having to collect um, signatures, uh, contracts, agreements, engagement letters, proposals, and more. And e-signature is something that is pretty common these days to be able to connect uh, and be able to use. Uh, There are lots of services. DocuSign is probably the biggest. There's HelloSign. There's EchoSign. My personal favorite, though, is going to be Adobe Sign. And I mean, it's because it comes as part of the Adobe um, Creative Cloud subscription I already have. So instead of having to buy DocuSign on top of that, 
I can just use Adobe Sign, and it's something I'm paying for automatically. And it can save you a lot of money, um, you know, in the magnitude of hundreds or thousands of dollars because you're not having to send people out to go get signatures. And it can also certainly save you a lot of time, too. With Adobe Sign, it integrates with all the Microsoft applications and integrates with Salesforce, Workday, Teams, and more. Uh, You could set it up with specific industry-specific security standards, and it's a very valid and uh, secure manner of collecting signatures. But what I use it for is I will create a document inside of Word, like a proposal or engagement, and in one click from the home button, I can click send for signature. I indicate where I need that person to sign. And it takes care of all of that follow-up of getting that document signed and reviewed. And I can even brand it uh, so it looks like my company. And I mean, it's just a really, really compelling way to consider using and to collect signatures. Now, another product that I have fallen in love with um, is a tool to better manage my schedule and calendars. Uh, I meet with people all the time. It's it's not uncommon for me to have four to eight meetings a day. I know you're envious, <laughs> and I wish it wasn't the case all the time. I love my clients and staff, but sometimes meetings can be a lot. And, and even under the best of circumstances, scheduling something can be really difficult. Uh, one of my favorite tools that I've come across is this tool called Calendly that integrates all my different calendars together, personal and business, and gives me the ability to be able to more simply and cleanly manage my calendar. Uh, and in a nutshell, what it does is instead of me you know, having to say, hey, should we meet Friday at 2? And you say, I'm busy on Friday. How about Thursday at 4? And I say, well, I'm traveling. And we go back and forth. I instead either give you a list of my available dates and you pick from a list of what you'd like or you visit a website which is looking at my calendar in real time and you pick a time that works for you and it takes care of the rest and what's really great about this is it just takes the headache out it makes scheduling events and pulling things together simple fast and easy and that whole process of setting something up is it's just gone okay so you can create some simple rules you like calendar know what your availability preferences are what times you want to work so someone doesn't schedule something at like five in the morning or you know five at night for that matter uh then you Give your guests a link to your Calendly page or you embed it onto your website or you bring it into Outlook. And when you need to book a meeting, it goes through Calendly. And then ultimately, once that meeting gets booked on Calendly, it will send an invitation to both you and the person you're meeting with with all the relevant details. It can even create a Zoom meeting room or a Teams meeting room or just simply put it uh, and give you a phone number to call. But it takes care of all of it for you. So here's what it looks like. Uh, let's say a client or staff wants to book a meeting with you. This is how it works in my business. They go to my Calendly page. Okay, Calendly is going to show them a list of my current availability. So they pick Wednesday at 4. Okay, and if it shows them Wednesday at 4, it's only showing them the time that I actually have. So it's not giving them something where they're going to double book me or book me when I don't want to be booked. It only shows people the ability where you have time to meet with them. You can ask other custom questions like, hey, what are we meeting about? If it's a tax appointment, what tax year? What tax form are we filing? You could even, for example, like collect payment if you wanted to. There's a number of really compelling features. Ultimately, somebody will book that meeting. That meeting will then, uh, the meeting tool will then send us both an email letting us know it's been booked. It will add it to my calendar. It will send you an invitation and we're done. 
I can even go the other way. I could send you a list of potential times. You pick the time, uh, you know, based off of your availability. You then copy those listing of those uh, times in your email, and the person will then ultimately pick from a predefined list. But uh, it really just makes the whole process simple, fast, and easy. And I can't tell you enough how much I actually really, 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 really like this tool. Uh, And this tool can be really compelling for uh, what you do and how it functions. Um, And I mean, it it really can save you a tremendous amount of time when getting things set up. Let's briefly take a look at what this looks like. Okay, so we're here on Johnny CPE's Calendly page. Uh, In this place, in this particular case, it's calendly.com forward slash Johnny CPE demo but it would be whatever your name is. You pick your URL at the time of um, you set up your account. Now you can have multiple different types of events. In this case, I just have a single one, a 15 minute meeting here, but when you're configuring your different event types, you can have a 30 minute meeting, a 60 minute meeting. It could be one-on-one, it could be a group, it could be whatever you'd like it to be. And in fact, if you look at the um, configuration options here, There are lots of options, how far in advance people can book. You can ask specific questions, you know, so if you want to ask what's this about, what tax year, you could set up a whole workflow, okay? So something happens, you know, for example, even automating to the point of a thank you note to this person. And if you wanted to with a paid subscription, even collect payments, okay? But to the user, they pick the type of meeting they want. In mine, I've got 15-minute meetings, I've got a half hour, hour, whatever, it will then connect to your different calendars. So if you're using Exchange, if you're using Outlook, if you're using Google, and it will show you the availability of that person. You know, So in this case, I'll pick 930, I'll click Confirm, I can answer any questions. And once that meeting is confirmed, an invitation is sent to us both, really making life simpler or easier. And instead of going back and forth, I just tell people, hey, go check out my Calendly page, pick a time that works, and we're done. Now, other advanced features that you could choose to use with this, custom availability based to match your work hours or your travel schedule, automated event notifications, SMS and email before and after the event, multi-step, multi-action booking, lots of customization to make it look any way you'd like, group calendars with multiple people, uh, again, collecting a payment, and then ultimately integration with lots of other tools, Salesforce, HubSpot, Slack, Teams, and more. Now, another category product, if you haven't considered for your organization that can really automate and save you a lot of time, is going to be a client portal, okay? A client portal ultimately is a website that your clients or vendors or really anybody external to your organization can go to that will streamline how you collect documents from them and how you disseminate information back to them. And they're fabulous because they can really help improve productivity, Instead of us, you know, having to create an email, attach something to that email, and then worry about if I'm sending it to the right person or if they forward it on, we just put it in their portal and they can access it. They access it typically with the password of their choosing. And this is not only better from a productivity perspective, it's also much better from a security perspective and more. So, uh, 
with respect to this, lots of different companies to choose for. My personal choice, though, when it comes to client portal solutions is going to be Lysio. And I think Lysio makes a really compelling, simple client portal solution that ultimately allows clients uh, and firms to be able to navigate and kind of do this dance of getting data and information back from each other really simply and easily. Uh, So from a document management perspective and getting information from them, getting information to them, it's simple. It even, uh, for example, it will eliminate a lot of the needs for you to typically have to use email. They've got a mobile app. You can assign tasks to the client. You can even do integrated e-signature for like the 8879s, the engagement letter, and more. And it also integrates with lots of business tools, QuickBooks Online, OneDrive, Google Drive, and others to be able to, uh, again, really kind of pull everything together to that digital firm perspective. And what's nice is it doesn't break the bank. Uh, small firms, 50 bucks a month. Mid-sized firms, 199 Large firms, caps out about $400 a month. And look at all these features you get. Unlimited clients, unlimited file storage, the app, scanning, engagement letters. I mean, it's really kind of amazing what, what you can use this product for. So definitely, if you're looking for a client portal to integrate and better manage and automate your, a lot of your actions from a public accounting perspective, I definitely recommend you check out Lysio. Now, this one's a little out of left field, but it's something that I think is pretty nifty. And again, it, it's something that I, it saved me a lot of time. Um, it's this service called Change Detection. And you can check it out by going to changedetection.io. In a nutshell, you get notified when something changes. Okay, you need to keep track of something. It'll notify you to let you know when something changes. You know, maybe you want to follow your favorite band and, and be notified when new tour dates are issued. Maybe you're following particular laws or regulations and you want to know when they change. Uh, I use this, for example, for a lot of my writing projects to keep track of laws, regulations with the different agencies and, and states. And it just notifies me, hey, something happened and I can go read about what those differences are. And it's actually a free tool, too, which is pretty cool. So, uh, for example, you can get notified when products and services have changed in pricing, government department updates. You know, maybe, for example, it's only on their website and you'd have to know that it changed. Uh, releases in software, security advisories, if you're not on a mailing list, maybe uh, festivals or events, you know, when they have particular changes that you're you're interested in knowing, lineup changes, for example. Maybe you want to monitor your favorite real estate site, know when new listings get popped up. Maybe you want to keep track of COVID-related news from different websites, or maybe you're following your favorite sports team and you want to know when they, the trades occur and the second they occur. Well, you can use this tool, Change Detection, uh, to really kind of keep track of that. All right, folks, let's have another question. Which products can be helpful in reducing the time to book in scheduled meetings? Well, frankly, you know, looking at this, I got to say all of them. Uh, Calendly can be really helpful from a, um, let's just say, occasional another tool, occasional booking, something like that could be really great. If you're a public accounting practice, I think Lysio can be really compelling with respect to management uh, of not only your, your documents, but also tasks to and from the clients and teams. I mean, for an internal perspective of management inside of your own business and your own organization, I, I mean, it's, it's the linchpin, grand central station of communication, in my opinion. So I think the correct answer here would be all of the above. Alrighty, let's go into our next section here, which is one that I'm really excited to talk about because this product out of everything that we've talked about is the one that I think in is ultimately 
my favorite and it's the one that I use every day, all day, and is really out of every product and service when it comes to improving personal efficiency, I've gained the most out of. And I can tell you, I, I just think this product is so cool. And that is the Stream Deck from Elgato, okay? Now, the Stream Deck originally started as a tool for people doing video production. That's how I first came to know this product. Um, but it didn't take me long to really realize, holy smokes, this can do so much more than just, you know, video production. And in a nutshell, what this is, it's an external keyboard. It's a USB keyboard where every little key is a hot key and it can do something different and you can customize it to literally your heart's delight as far as you want to go. And you can make it so that it really kind of matches your particular workflow. And so this is what it looks like here. Um, I've got one here, I'll show you here in a minute. But each little button is its own little screen. And it's a it's a little LED screen, you can customize the icon of that. And then ultimately when you press that little screen, that little button, it will do something on your computer. And so you can memorize and ultimately use many of your favorite shortcuts in all of your different applications and services uh, by just a push of a button. I'm left-handed, so I have this on my left-hand uh, side. It's right here. So I can essentially see it, and it's at any time showing me different things that I can do in different products and services and applications. So, for example, instead of you having to memorize complicated actions uh, inside of Excel to launch your favorite files or whatever, you could just do all of those inside of the Stream Deck, and you know you have this extra keyboard here that will show you your favorite common things inside of Excel or Word or PowerPoint for anything else. I mean, it, everything is assignable. You can move anything anywhere. Uh, you really can make it work exactly the way that you want to work. In my opinion, it is truly transformative when you embrace it fully, and it can be used on both Mac and PC. Okay. So here's some of the things that I use this for. Uh, completely revolutionized my uh, automation of time and billing. Instead of me having to basically run a timer and having to accurately track things, I have a, uh, a screen basically that shows me pictures of my clients and my common business tasks. I hit a button, it starts a timer, and when I'm done, I hit another button and it will end that timer. Uh, but if you can hit a button, you can bill your clients appropriately. In fact, in our business, we bought these for all of our staff uh, and we realized an immediate uh, ROI on this uh, because we were now accurately billing our clients appropriately. Uh, so I will tell you, it's really cool. And if you did it for no other reason than just to make your time and billing simple, this is a great reason to consider it. If you can hit a button, you can bill your clients. Uh, you can use it to perform complicated actions inside of any application. Excel, Word, Office, one button press can do complicated workflow inside of those applications. Selecting rows and columns, creating pivot tables, charts, graphs, more. Okay, uh, I've got all my favorite and commonly used applications, files, and folders in one button. It will just open those folders and files and applications up for me. And instead of having to use the, the start menu, I can just use the button. Likewise, all my bookmarks are stored inside of the Stream Deck. So I just hit the button, it'll launch Chrome or Edge and take me right to that website that I'm looking to go to. 
Okay. Uh, I've pre-built, you can have it type things for you. So I've got these pre-built text snippets, like the always the same thing. You know, if I'm telling people to go book something on Calendly, instead of having me type out, you know, please visit here, 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 you know, to go, you know, book a meeting with me. I've got that pre-built text snippet. And so when I'm replying to emails, I'll bring the email up and I just use in a lot of instances, I've got these, I often am saying the same things to people. I could just hit the button and I can avoid typing it. Uh, I've used this to automate a lot of my appointment booking when I'm booking things. Uh, there's third-party tools and services on here so you can run internet speed tests and more. That's just one simple example. I've got a button that'll move stuff between different monitors. I mean, it's really compelling and it's completely customizable to your workflow. So how do you actually do this and what can you do to get started? Well, first, I would tell you to objectively think about your workflow, what applications you're using, what are you doing inside of those application, and then ultimately, like what I end up doing is I just write down my different tasks and what I'm doing, and I try to break it down into basic applications. So, so what am I doing the most? And then I map those actions to the Stream Deck. And then I group them into profiles, uh, profiles for each application. Um, so I've got one for Excel, one for Word, one for Outlook, and the, the uh Stream Deck's smart enough to know that if I'm in Word, I want to see the Word um, profile, if I, in which will contain all the common actions. If I'm in Excel, it should show me the Excel profile. It'll show me all those common actions. And it allows me to access that targeted functionality easily. So it's, it's, it's like a good buddy. I mean, it's just right here, and it's got all the things I'd normally do present. Now, in terms of price points, it is a physical hardware device. So, I mean, again, here's what it looks like. It is a physical device. Okay, that sits. And so you got to buy it. Um, there's a, a six button, a 15 button, a 32. I own them all. Um, I would tell you at minimum, consider the Stream Deck, the standard size one, 15. I bought it and immediately upgraded to the larger one, the 32 button. Uh, and I personally like that because I, I like being able to see all the different actions that I can choose to do. And there are so many different third party tools and plugins. And unfortunately, I don't have enough time to kind of go through every single option here, but I have provided them in our resources. But let me just show you a couple things that you could potentially do with this. Okay. There's the window sizer and remover, uh, resizer remover. It'll move any application anywhere on your computer. So it can change the height, width, of position of a window. There are tools to manage all aspects of Windows or Mac. Um, you can do complicated actions with the macro launcher. Uh, you can launch any application, so and then launch files within those applications. Uh, you can use speed tests. It'll show you a current status of your um, of your uh, internet connection. Okay, there are tools, for example, that can show you your financial portfolio, giving you live quotes of your favorite stocks so you can see in, a, in an eye glance exactly where you stand. There's a third-party integration for Zoom to manage pretty much every aspect of a Zoom web conferencing meeting room. Uh, you can show the time in various places around the world. Uh, you can control and manage PowerPoint, which is how I'm doing a lot of this here in our presentation. Uh, here's that timekeeping one, Okay where it allows you to automate your billing and productivity. I mean, it's incredible. There's tools so you can see your calendar as well as other people's calendars. Uh, it integrates in with Ifit as well as many of the other iPass services. You can manage your Spotify, you know, pick the next song. You can see the weather in your community or anywhere else in the world. You can do a simple countdown timer or a stopwatch and more. And there's even a bunch of pre-built uh, profiles here. Uh, 
if you check out this website listed here, richday.uk, uh, this person has gone ahead and created uh, full profiles for all of the Office applications, Excel, Outlook, Word, and more, with many of your common um, things right there. I mean, it's it's really, really compelling with respect to what it does. All right, folks. Uh, I would really recommend you check that out. It's my personal favorite productivity tip, and uh, it's one that I would definitely tell you get a lot of leverage. Uh, it's going to take a little time to get started, but I uh, would tell you that it is something that will pay dividends days, weeks, months, and years into the future. Let's go ahead and have another review question. Which of the following is not true regarding the Stream Deck? Okay. It's sold in multiple size, format, and price points from small to extra large. Nope, that is 100% true. You can get the small version all the way up to the XL. The XL would definitely be uh, my preference. You can group common actions together into folders and profiles. So you can have a, a profile for Excel and all your Excel shortcuts are in one screen, likewise for Word or any other tool. Yep, you can totally do that. So that's not the correct answer. Uh, there's built-in App Store with lots of third-party plugins, tools, and extensions. Nope, that's definitely there. The correct answer, which is incorrect, Stream Deck does not support any third-party plugins. Totally not true. Uh, it supports a ton of them, and it's really compelling. I mean, there's so many third-party products and services uh, that, again, it's the last mile in my, my mind. It's something that I really think you'll enjoy. All right, so we've got about 10 minutes left here, and uh, why don't we go ahead and finish with a discussion on IVAs, or Intelligent Virtual Assistants. Uh, I feel like any integration or automation course would uh, be lacking if it didn't at least talk a little bit about what these incredible products and services uh, can do. Uh, and I'm holding up an Amazon Echo, uh, which is an example of a smart speaker here. And what IVAs are, ultimately they're software agents sometimes on a hardware device, but ultimately they're software that can perform various tasks or services uh, for an individual based off of voice commands or can even answer questions. And using an IVA, you can ask it questions, for example, like what's the weather in Paris or what's the time of uh, the sunrise in Chicago? And it will come back and will answer that question for you. So from a knowledge perspective, it's incredible because, I mean, you can just ask it a question and it'll just give you the answer. I mean, it's fun. I mean, we I'm sure you've all been in somebody's house at some point where you've uh, had one of these things and you just start asking random questions and it, it can get you the knowledge that you're looking for. But it can also do a lot more than that, too. Uh, they can also interact with lots of other devices and services, especially stuff in your home or your office. Uh, so, for example, it can turn on lights, it can adjust the thermostat, it can lock your doors, it can raise or lower your uh, garage door and more. And it can do a lot of things on your on your behalf and it integrates with lots and lots and lots and lots of different products and services. Okay. Now, IVAs can either be a dedicated hardware device, like, for example, our Amazon Echo here. This is an Echo Dot. Uh, they can also be built into something else. Uh, so, for example, uh, you could have Siri on your iPhone. You know, so if you have an iPhone here, there's an IVA built right into it. Okay. Or it could be built into your computer. Uh, Siri's on Mac, as well as uh, Microsoft's Cortana is built right into Windows. 
And you could use these things to ask and talk and really kind of do anything you might want it to be. You know, so for example, uh, you could use it to, again, turn off and on the lights, adjust the thermostats. You can get your favorite sports or breaking news from around the world. You can control your favorite uh, devices, including your TVs, um, other things around the home. You can ask it to give you the current price of something or, the, you know, what's the dollar trading against the euro or something of that nature. It can read to you from a favorite book or start your favorite podcast. You can ask it to schedule appointments to your calendar. You can even use it to call your friends and family. Now, in terms of hardware on the market today, uh, really, it, it comes down to two major providers. You got you to either go with really, I mean, there are other providers, but the big ones are going to be either the Alexa devices from Amazon or the Nest devices from Google. Uh, the third would be the HomePod uh, from Apple, but really I would say Google and Amazon have cornered this market. Uh, but ultimately you should choose an ecosystem of products to come from. Uh, Amazon, Google, and, Home, and Apple all make their own products. And sometimes there's also third-party products like the Sonos or Bose, which can work with either Alexa or Google, but you're using their hardware, the guts, the software that is ultimately going to come down to uh, either Alexa or Google. Now, in terms of the software side of this, uh, you got four major providers. You've got the Alexa, you've got the Google, and then you also have Microsoft with its Cortana service and Apple with its uh, Siri service. And they all do different things. I've all owned one or multiple of these devices over the years. Uh, but I got to say, again, the real corner of the market is going to be either on the Amazon side or on the Google side. Um, majority of the devices you're going to see out in the market are going to support one of one of those. So let's just go ahead and take a, a, a quick spotlight on what those two services are, just to give you a sense of what they can do. So in the Google world, uh, they're technically called Google Nest devices, uh, but the underlying software is Google Assistant. Uh, it's available in over 90 countries and 30 languages. It's used by more than 500 million users monthly. Uh, it's integrated in a lot of stuff. Phones, smart speakers, displays, cars, TVs, laptops, watches, and more. Uh, it's got lots of features and functions where it can find devices. You can open apps with your voice. It'll read your website. It can pull information from Google, uh, including other Google services like Calendar and Gmail. You can assign and set reminders. You can virtually ask it anything. One of the really cool features of the Google Assistant service, which is part of it, is this one. It's relatively new called Google Duplex. Uh, and it's an AI-driven bot system that can do stuff on your behalf. Uh, Google's duplex is currently primarily available in the United States. I think it might be available in other markets too, but mostly here in the U S and in a nutshell, it could do things on your behalf. Like for example, like making dinner reservations or calling to get an appointment. Uh, and what you could use this for is like, Hey, go get me an appointment, uh, or get me a dinner reservation for Friday at five o'clock at, uh, um, La Paloma, a really good Mexican restaurant where my parents live. And it can literally call up La Paloma. It sounds like human, you know, and it'll do the negotiation and it will attempt to book that dinner, make that dinner reservation for you. And you don't have to do it. Likewise, you're getting a hair point appointment at a salon, uh, which is something I have to do quite often, you know. Uh, but it's a really kind of cool feature because it'll just take care of that for you. It just manages that. And uh, it's all AI driven. It's really nifty and it's worth checking out. However, when it comes to choosing an IVA to, to really kind of, I would say, 
uh, make a big investment in. My opinion, I think the best overall is the Alexa devices. Uh, similar to Google in pretty much every aspect, but it, in my opinion, does more. It has more features and capabilities. I also find it easier to work with. Um, you know, and you can do everything inside of Amazon with this. So it does all the, I think has better and more robust smart home controls to manage your home devices better. Um, it can integrate with, you know, for example, your calendar on any provider, you can do announcements, you can play music from Spotify or Apple or, uh, Amazon music and more. Um, it's great. I mean, it's really compelling. And out of them, I, I think that's the best. We actually have these in pretty much every room of the house now. And so you can just ask Alexa, again, turn off and on the lights or to do things on your port. Uh, and that's, in fact, how we manage a lot of like our home devices now is just through our voice. And I personally found this one to be better. Now, the last device I do want to mention, um, and it's not really an IVA, but it's still kind of like in that same category, which is really cool, is what's called a magic mirror. And this is a, a little bit more complicated of a project. It's not something you can buy, but it's rather something you have to build. And magic mirror itself is actually a software project, and it's just how you choose to use it. Um, but it's an open source, intelligent display system that can display information about your life, your work, your family. And again, while not really an IVA, it's also really helpful and really insightful. And so uh, in a nutshell, it's like a display and I've got them all throughout my home as well. It shows me upcoming calendar appointments, shows me emails that are in my inbox. It shows me my active billable time, my favorite photos and more. And it's super configurable and really can kind of be customized to meet anybody's exact needs. Again, the software is free. You just use a monitor of some sort. You could run it on what's called a Raspberry Pi, which is a little tiny computer. Uh, and here's one that I have. This is one in my office and here's me and here's my my beautiful, stunning, uh, intelligent, and wonderful wife, Alicia. And so I have this display running in my house all the time and um, uh, in my office, I should say. And it gives me everything I need to know at any given time. So it shows me the current time, shows me the current weather, where we live, the forecast coming up, time in various places around the world. Uh, it shows me my favorite photo. It rotates through hundreds of my favorite photos. I've got a live webcam feed. We live in a place called Big Bear, and so there's a live feed of eagles. You know, we have some bald eagles that live there. Shows me my upcoming schedule, some headlines, and more. Uh, it's a really compelling tool. And I, my wife has one up in her office, and we've got them in the kitchen. It just keeps helps, helps us keep track of what's going on in our lives. And again, not an IVA, but still pretty cool. All right. Let's go ahead and have our last review question. Which IVA is only a software product and does not have dedicated hardware? Is it the Amazon Alexa devices? Nope. Literally holding one. Is it Google Assistant? Plenty of examples there. Is it the Apple Siri devices? Again, literally holding one. It is Microsoft's Cortana service, which is built into Windows uh, 10 and 11. So that's going to have, I guess technically it's a computer, but it's not its own thing. Well, thank you so much for your time and attention today. It was a pleasure being with you. Uh, we covered a lot of ground. We talked about what automation and integration are and how they can be useful and effective inside your business, as well as what you can do to improve your personal life with making integration more available and automating many of your routine tasks. We talked about some of the different iPaaS tools, integration platform as a service, such as Power Automate, Zapier, N8N, 
if it and others and how you can use these to design your own integration, um, whether it be to integrate your personal tasks or to use inside your business. We talked about different automation and integration options inside of a lot of your favorite tools, Excel, Word, Acrobat. I introduced a few new tools, including Calendly, uh, Change Detection, and others. I showed you the Stream Deck, which is an endlessly configurable external keyboard, which can contain all of your hotkeys with push-button automation and integration to virtually any application for really kind of any workflow. And we finished with the discussion about how these IVAs can be there to ask questions uh, and to do things on your behalf. It is always my pleasure and privilege to be with you. And I really thank you for your time and interest for today and attending my class. Before we go, though, I do would like to give you my contact information. If you have any questions on anything that we discussed today, any anything at all, please consider to reach out at any time. You're welcome to shoot me an email. It might take me a day or two to get back to you, but I promise you I will. Uh, and feel free to ask any questions. Thank you so much for choosing to attend my class and, and choosing this class with your provider. I know you have options when it comes to your learning, and I greatly appreciate you coming today to learn and to experience some pretty cool stuff with us. I look forward to seeing you in another seminar soon. Take care and best wishes.